So, Akul, you were a three-time world champion, six-time All-American racquetball player who's in medical school, is a founder of several successful initiatives. You speak four languages, and you took 12 APs while doing everything that you did. And you're only, what, like 19 years old? Like, bro, I got to... I got to figure out how did you do all this, man? Like you're on the way to becoming the next, you know, the Indian Johnny Kim. Yeah, thank you, man. You know, thank you for having me. Uh, I guess, you know, everything kind of just happened, right? Right now, I'm a second-year medical student. Not a medical student, but second-year student at Brooklyn College, you know, pre-med, um, part of their eight-year kind of BAMD program. Yeah, interested in psychology. You know, that's probably going to be my major, um, possibly business, right? Yeah, so sports was, you know, definitely a big part of, you know, years when I was, like, in middle school. You know, even earlier, started from elementary school. Played, you know, I was at the gym five, six hours every day. Played for Team USA. Um, up until I would say 10th grade. And then after that, you know, I was also interested in pursuing medicine. So kind of had to switch gears a little bit. Can you, can you talk about, uh, how you got interested in racquetball too? Cause I, I don't know a lot of people who played racquetball. I, you know, I know like basic context about it, but I don't know anybody who plays racquetball and especially not anyone who's taken to that level, you know, playing for team USA. Three Bro, times I don't even know what racquetball is. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of it's kind of like an interesting story, right? So I think it's pretty, it's like a pretty Indian thing to start out with tennis or you know, play racquetball. Racquetball, I don't know about golf, but <laughs> new thing. Um, but yeah, I started out with tennis, right? Maybe when I was like eight or nine years old, I used to actually play at Vassar, Vassar College. You know, got some nice courts, and then uh, what ended up happening? Like, you know, how am I going to play tennis now, right? So I asked my dad, right? He's like. Sets me up at this gym, racquetball course, right? So it's kind of similar. Obviously, you got a racket, you know, people are hitting against the wall. So I kind of just start looking at, yeah, there's, you know, people playing and stuff. They get me introduced to the, you know, game. And as like, after, you know, a couple months, you know, it's obviously it gets warmer and stuff. And so, so you want to go back into tennis. And, you know, I just started liking it more. So I just like now, let's just see my initial tournaments. I just ended up, you know, winning most of them. And from there, you know, one of the coaches nearby kind of advised me to go to nationals. Top ranked guy, who's you know brothers and like uh, cousins and stuff were like, were like number four in the world at that time. Ended up beating the guy like eleven nine in the tiebreaker. Wait, so you were world ranked as a freshman? The thing is, like, there weren't exactly like rankings for world worlds. You would kind of just like go to worlds and. It would just be like a one and done tournament, right? Like, how old were you when you fir- when you won your first world championship? I was in eighth grade. Yeah, you were in eighth grade. Yeah. Damn. God damn. Yo, how come you didn't commit in eighth grade? <laughs> so it was like I was twelve, right? Bro, um, what happened to your freshman? What about freshman verbal commits, man? Nah, I, was- I don't know, man. I I I'm telling you, I like no time to do anything. Like, I would go to school, right? I would be, like, so exhausted. I would barely get by, and, you know, my teacher and stuff, it would be like, is this guy, like, awake? Yeah, bro, it doesn't matter. You were a world champion in eighth grade. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. world champion. Like, this is- <laughs> So, I mean, eighth grade, that was that. And then 
Um, tenth grade also was, you know, probably you know, my biggest year. I ended up winning two divisions, so singles and doubles, um, both worlds. And uh, yeah, so what? No colleges gave you looks? What? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, there was a lot of opportunities, um, especially for four-year, you know, colleges that kind of sort of thing. Um, I was, I wasn't when I applied. I applied to around twenty to thirty BSMD programs. You know, hoping to get into you know one of these programs, right? <laughs> to get to five, uh, and yeah, I ended up picking you know, this one. But yeah, the kind of point of that was also to be able to you know pursue or kind of, kind of have more of a you know, flexible lifestyle. Uh, were you getting looks though? Were you getting a ton of looks? Oh no, you know, I guess I wasn't really focused on that, right? Um, you know, during the moment, I was kind of just like, whatever. I didn't really take it too seriously. I was, you know, more so just focused on, you know, doing my best. When'd you start playing? Uh, when I was like probably ten. Yeah, I'd say ten. So Around. you're telling me you started at ten, and then two years later, you're like a world champion. Yeah, like three, maybe three. Bro, he said this so casually too. <laughs> Yo, bro, like, why do you say this so nonchalantly, <laughs> man? You're like, yeah, yeah, I did that. I did that. Yeah, I mean, what what do you want me to say? Right? I'm a I'm a three time world champion. You know, it's it, it, it is what it is. You know, that's incredible, bro. <laughs> so humble, man. This is this is what we look for. Yeah. <laughs> so, then, were you able to do anything else outside of school then besides just I racquetball? I come back. I mean, you come back around three from school. Yeah, I would just come back. You know, kind of do my thing, hit the gym for like five, you know, hours or so. Especially because it wasn't, you know. As popular, there were obviously cons and stuff, right? I was, like, really weird, you know, arrogant for one or the other reason, right? Because they're like, this kid doesn't want to, like, interact with us, like, do stuff. You know, kind of like the average thing, right? Where you, you know, stay after school for clubs and stuff. But, you know, they didn't really understand, you know, what I was, I would say I was doing. So, uh, I kind of just ended up doing my thing. So, high school, really kind of no social life, I would say, right? I knew a bunch of people, but... Uh, definitely lost some friendships maybe along the way. Yeah, I got you. It's like you want to keep a tight circle, but you you know a lot of people. It's just, you know, you want to keep, like, a couple real people in your life. You know what I mean? No, yeah, it's that also. But, you know, I would say that their friends always want to do stuff, hang out, that kind of sort of thing. But, like, I just realistically didn't have time. Cause... Yeah, bro, committed to the grind. I get what you mean. Yeah, so, yeah, some you know, some people understand that, some don't, and, yeah, it's fine, right? You just kind of, kind of, got to move on, and you know your real friends. I think will understand that, and I don't think I'm friendless, right? You know, there's still people that you know I interact with and stuff, and you know more so understand like kind of what it was. But you think it was worth it, though. I think so, yeah. I mean, really think about it. A lot of these experiences, you know, that you know I did miss in high school. It's fine, but at the end of the day, you can definitely do those in college, right? It's not like it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I, I think it shows, like, the dark side of succeeding that far because you have to, like, trade off so much, but you're reaping so much reward in the process. It was everything, right? And then the other kind of challenging part was, right, it wasn't necessarily a sport that's, like, maybe baseball, basketball, or something that's super popular, right? So people are just like, uh, I mean, it's not really a big deal. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is, right? I everyone. That was what I ended up choosing. And kind of now there's really no looking back or being like, oh, it's, 
you know, I should have done this, I should have done X, Y, or Z. It happened, right? I mean, bro, you ended up winning in the end. You're in medical school. Did my voice just crack? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's, it was probably one of my big kind of ECs, right? How many, I would say people have that with anything, right? Yeah. You know, the best at anything, even if that's like, that's something really stupid. So there's, you know, a lot you have to give up, obviously, not just like physically, mentally, all that stuff, but also just friends-wise, right? It wasn't really like a normal life. And I'm probably still not living a normal life, but... Well, wasn't that a good thing? Yeah, I mean, I would say so. Now, I guess, because things are kind of lining up, you say it's a good thing, right? But at the moment, you got to, like, give up a lot. Where did where did your interest for medicine come then? Because if you're doing school and then racquetball, you know, two yeah, so big things, how do you decide from, that you went... It was actually from racquetball. Um, oh, okay. And your mentors, right? He taught me a lot about the sport and stuff so I had like terrible knees was struggling yeah actually ended up passing away you know just recently due to COVID so Jeez. um you know that's extremely tough but then like something that I was like you know I'm super passionate about medicine but kind of over time I saw that especially for athletes right it's something that can make a huge difference because the dude had like terrible knees couldn't even walk got like a knee replacement and you know, within, like, a week or two, he was back on, like, the court hitting. So, it's, you know, it's definitely, I think that was one of the things, you know, kind of along the way. Lucky to not really have any injuries, anything like that. But, um, yeah, just I think it was one of the fields that I felt could make a huge difference for athletes, you know, that kind of sort of thing. So, I was like, why not? Let's, you know, something that I'd be interested in and, um, the other thing also was, you know, engineering or anything else didn't really interest me at the moment. Are you looking into being like, like doing sports medicine or something like that? Yeah, um, maybe orthopedics, right? You know, that might be. Personally, I mean, I would say I'm more of an athlete, right, than anything. Uh-huh. My entire life, I kind of just, like, if you really think about it, I work way harder than me. And it's probably unfair that, you know, I was able to get in, right? into this program where they're like grinding for years and years and you know didn't really make it so it's fun you know like you know Eric kind of said before if it was worth it yeah you know it's worth it and now you kind of just have to move on and really this future takes you right because there's a lot just me like anyone I feel like too it's it's you know you can relate to doing medicine on a more personal level because yeah undergrad doesn't know a lot about medicine which is why now i've gotten involved into like a lot of research you know this kind of sort of thing to learn more about it so you're not like set on exactly what i want to do as of right now but i felt like medicine was you know a good kind of path for me from from racquetball uh you know obviously getting into medical program especially bsmd program is very competitive so and you said i remember you said before like you know racquetball is kind of like your priority after you know after school you go to the gym, work out for five, six hours with racquetball and stuff. Um, but how, how did you kind of flip the switch? It says here you took 12 APs or something ridiculous like that. So how did you, how'd you kind of, you know, turn it around? And, not turn it around, but, like, how did you kind of change that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, that, that's the thing that I would say, um, I would say it was the most challenging by far. So especially because that year when I kind of left, I was – I won, like, both of my divisions. Like, I was number one for my age um, for singles and doubles. So I was, like, at the top, top, right, and kind of just 
you know, I, I either had to stop, right, or it would have been impossible for me to, you know, get into any of these programs because, you know, they're... Did you just, you lose passion for it, or...? No, I didn't lose passion for it. I, I had to just stop because I knew if I didn't, I would be lacking, or I wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to get into one of these programs. So it was like more of an, like, I'll have more free time later on. Like, I wouldn't be as stressed because traditional, you know, undergrads, they got to apply to like 50. Had their process, but I mean, being in the program, it's definitely more relaxed. I mean, I still can't fail, right? I still got to keep my grades up. But it gives me more time to, you know, focus on and do things or stuff like that. Um, I think from racquetball probably definitely helped you when you made that transition over to focusing more on school. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a big thing. Feel like it was a. I mean, obviously, studying is a huge. It's a way different thing. Playing sports, playing sports. I think it's generally more fun for some individuals, stuff like that. And then studying, not so much. Um, not for everyone though. I know maybe some people there are that like to study and stuff. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, I would say that kind of stuff probably transferred over and. Um, but, yeah, regardless, it was a big shift. Like, it just sucks, right? Because, like, when you leave. So, I just completely stopped for, like, those two years. Oh, you're like, playing now? What? Yeah, I started, right, more so competitively. Not really the only thing, right, is, like, a professional level. Like, mm-hmm. Or that kind of sort of thing. So, depending on how much I had a couple of sports, you know, during this COVID time, which was nice. So, golf, you know. That's one of the things I'll, uh, you know, looking more um, towards or learning more about that. And uh, pickleball, which is a kind of fun new. Yeah, we played we play it in gym a couple of times. It's fun. So, yeah. In time, really. It's hard, you know, especially I think someone like you who's taken their ambitions that far, you know, to the national, international level. Um, I feel like you have to be really, really, really motivated and, you know, once you're motivated, then you can kind of start doing more things with your time and kind of changing your time up and being more flexible with certain things. Uh-huh. You don't have time. You don't have time. Like, yeah, you do have time. You just... You to make the time. The amount of time. Be available. Yeah, the amount of time we waste is, like, doable. So if you just use it the right way, you can do a lot. I mean, Eric probably knows. You probably know. Anybody that's, you know, done a lot or... The there's 24 hours in a day motivational speech. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you could call that. Eric legit memorizes motivational speech. By Eric Thomas. There are 24 hours in a day. Everyone gets the same amount of time. You, Mark Zuckerberg, everyone. What are you going to do with your 24 hours, man? Eric memorizes these speeches. (laughs) Yeah, tell me about them. He was like, you should start watching. You advised me on some of these. Yeah, bro. Why? Yeah, why? What is it called? Yeah, uh, cool. Don't you have the opinion that uh, the talent plays more of a factor than the hard work? Yeah, I, I kind of did. But yeah, why? Why? I don't. I don't know about that now. Like, I question that. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah so. Man's has been educated. Yeah, I'd say the first few college years of college has changed my. No, hard work is a lot. But like I said, there's also like talent has definitely you know something to do with it. It's not all. Just being <laughs> nah, no nah, talent is one percent, man. Ninety nine percent hard work. Nah, nah, talent's a little bigger than that. that. Talent's a little bigger than that. Nah, bro, it's from a motivational speech. It has to be true, bro. 
<laughs> no, ta- hard work is definitely more important than talent, but talent still plays hard a work part. outweighs talent by so much, man. Outweighs it, yeah, but a talent's yeah, still a factor. If you work hard enough, you can accomplish anything. I don't know about that. You're Maybe you're me given. You work a... You're telling me if you, anybody works hard, right, they can become a billionaire. Yeah, they can. Why wouldn't they, they be able to? Nah. I don't what is limiting them? All those guys that have started these successful companies, they've had they're in the top one percent, right? But when they first started, they were not. And everyone has a one percent chance of doing so. So that means everyone can do it. Yeah. If they work hard enough. Yeah, really no. The IQ test got definitely got something to do with it. Your IQ, I mean. I mean, why do you think everyone that's like super successful has a you know, high IQ. Not necessarily. David Goggins has a pretty low IQ, but he's still very successful. Yeah, but how many people know him? Uh, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, he's still smart, though. It's yeah, just, he is. Know. He's smart, but he, I think there's different types of smart. I feel like you have academic yeah. smart. You have real life smart. Like, if you think about it, even though some people, like, let's say they're not academically smart, they don't end up going to a good college, they can still be, still become very successful after college because they have the real-life skills. A lot of more people are better off in the real world. Yeah, I mean, it's... I get what you're saying. Yeah, hard work has a major factor, but... I like, bro, you were spending six hours at the gym on racquetball. Like, if you hadn't done that, then where, where would you have gone as far as you had? No, definitely not as far, but, like, you got to have some, I think, I mean, it's genetic also, right? Like, if someone just sucks at, like, catching a ball, like, no matter how much you practice, or that, even that's, like, too basic, but, like, if someone just sucks at a sport, like, if you practice, like, 24 hours a day, that's not going to, like, get you to the pro level. How do you explain that? Some people are just more inclined to do better in certain things, but that doesn't mean that if you're less inclined, you still can't do good, basically. No, they can do good, but, like, they can't, you know, be the best. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, if someone's not good at baseball, no matter what you do, like, I I don't think, like, unlimited hard work is going to... Not necessarily. I've known numerous guys that, you know, were maybe were like 11 or 12 that were absolutely terrible. They couldn't catch the ball, and they transformed into varsity stars. The beta, everyone has their own thing, but 1% might be, a, you know, a little bit too less, in my opinion. I just maybe maybe I just haven't seen those individuals. So also, uh, so I didn't I didn't know this. So I didn't even think this was like. So you obviously you know you're at uh, CUNY right now, but you said you do undergraduate research at Yale. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it was just this year I kind of picked it up. So I'm doing you know I'd say four or five different projects. So damn. Uh, one of them's at Yale, but like all this research is you know pretty remote because of. You know, obviously one of the major reasons was COVID. Um, so it's just been super tough to get opportunities. But, you know, I was lucky enough. So one of them is based on, is like kind of germ-related project. Really effective method. Like what's the method that you would use for like time blocking your day to make sure you can get to all these things? Because, you know, being a med student and then especially when you're playing racquetball and out, you know, doing research at Yale, it's hard to it's hard to manage all that and be like productive at all that at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, the hardest thing I would say is consistency, right? Because there's obviously so many people that are like, yeah, we're going to set the timer. We'll work hard for maybe like a month, two months, you know, six months at the most. But it's that continuous kind of grind, which 
is, you know, very hard to do. The, the best thing to do is really create a balance, which sounds super cliche, but most people say it, right, but then they don't do it. So, um, you know, really doing things you like to do, that's very important. So having a couple hours during the day just, you know, to mess around or you know, just to do what you, you know, want to do, right? It's not um, – yeah, I mean, work is important, but at the end of the day, if you just do you know, work, 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 you're going to get burned out and not really be able to.